She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Good morning, everyone. We are back for season three of She Loves Herself, the podcast. Woo! I'm so excited to be back. It feels like I have not recorded a podcast episode in so long. And um, there's many reasons for this, to be honest. I had the intention of recording season three months ago. And some people might know about this if you follow me on Instagram. I've shared little snippets of it, but the truth is I have had some real personal challenges, um, particularly the last three months. But actually, I feel like I've, I've had a bit of a, an awakening this year. I've been working with a few different coaches and oh wow, I've had to really let go of of some stuff and go even deeper than I've gone before. And I, sometimes I think to myself, is it possible to, to go even deeper? And other times I question myself and think, right, okay, Jill, you're so, you're so done with this. Like you've done so much personal development, but I, I really think when you go on this, this journey of really discovering who you are to your core, that you can't unsee it once you've seen it. Like when you know that there's work to be done, no matter how many times you try and ignore it or suppress it, you, you just can't unsee it. Well, I can anyway. And it doesn't matter how much you resist it. When you know, you know. And I think anyone that's in the, the, the wellness world or personal development world or healing world will, will, will resonate with what I'm saying here. You, you just can't unsee it. And so I've been working on lots of stuff, which has been really exciting. I've also been working on um, my own things. I created The Empowered Woman a few months ago and it's been going amazing. I've been working with some incredible women there. And in actual fact, we're going to be recording a podcast episode together um, within the next month or so. And I'm really, really excited about that. These women are just incredible. We've been on this journey together and it's all about healing, empowerment, vulnerability, and really stepping into the truth of who you are to your core and just being all in with yourself. So lots of things been, been going on, guys. Um, the personal stuff has been a real challenge. My mum has been really, really poorly and I've shared little bits um, throughout different episodes of podcasts with you guys. And this has just been probably the most challenging time that we've ever as a family had to process and work through. And yeah, it's taken up a lot of time, energy and space. We are starting to, I was going to say turning a corner. What I mean by turning a corner is starting to live with this new, this new whatever normal is, right? But this new normal way, this new life that my mum is living and we're all trying to adjust to this now. And it's been emotionally really, really challenging and there's been some really heavy times. And I just want to share with anyone listening to this that no matter how much personal development that you do, you are not immune to crappy things happening to you. You know, just because you're a good person and you do all this work, Yes, I have the tools that allow me to have resilience and to be able to bounce back quicker than I probably would had I not done this work. But it still hurts, right? Being a human, it, it, 
it still has its challenges and it still hurts and we still have triggers and we still feel emotions. So I just want to tell anyone that's going through a really difficult time right now that it isn't permanent and there is other ways that you can cope with what you're going through. But it's also really important to recognise that feeling your emotions and allowing them to work through you um, is also really, really important. So I wanted just to share that with where I've been at because it's really stopped me creating the season three of the podcast. But I want to ask you for, for your support, guys, because when you have a break from a season, when you have a podcast and you're not really consistent with it, then it's really difficult or it can be really difficult. I'm told by lots of people, it can be really difficult to sort of get yourself back up there in the charts. And, you know, the dream for me is to empower people and to really show women that you don't need to have a platform with hundreds of thousands of followers. You don't need to you know, be famous to have a podcast that reaches top five in the UK podcast charts. And with your help and support last year, we got to number three. And I say we, because it's not just about me. It's the people that I interview. It's the people that I hopefully inspire with the work that I'm doing. And it's also when I ask people, what do you want me to talk about? And you guys tell me exactly with the Monday Love Punches what kind of things you want me to support you with. It's you guys that are behind this. So I would love and love, 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 love if you guys would continue to support me by rating the the podcast rating each episode and giving it five stars and maybe leaving a little review of how it made you feel so if it made you feel good or it made you laugh or it made you think about things a little bit differently then please like really share that I think often we don't we just maybe think it's good but we don't you know tell the person we just assume that they know and for me to continue doing the podcast um I really want you guys to support me and 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 get it up in the UK podcast charts because it inspires other people. It inspires other people, regular people that, as I say, don't have the following to to push themselves out of their comfort zone and to dream big. So, yeah. Okay, so today's episode, we're starting off with a really, really cool guest. Oh, my goodness. Our guest this week in this episode for, for episode one of season three is Sheila Kelly. Now, for those of you who don't know who Sheila Kelly is, get yourself over to Netflix. Sheila Kelly in 2021 and this year created, well, this documentary called Strip Down, Rise Up. Um, and oh my goodness, I watched this and felt such a wave of emotions Um waves of emotions of complete respect, love. I was crying at points. I was laughing at other points. I was feeling totally sexy at other points. And if you haven't seen it, please go and check it out. Sheila is best known for her work with um, S Factor, which she created God, many, many years ago, 20 years ago, she said she created the S Factor, which is all about 
you know, women empowerment and pole, well, it's pole dancing, right? But it's actually so much more than that. It's about allowing women to really connect with their bodies and connect to the feminine and to really come home to themselves. As you know, if you've listened to any other episodes, me connecting with my feminine has been a lot more challenging over the past three and a half years than I ever imagined. Sheila has been such a huge impact on me connecting with my feminine. I struggled before, but when I watched Strip Down Rise Up, it allowed me to see a different way to connect with my feminine that didn't completely let go of my masculine. And it was like this badass feminine energy, sexy, so cool. And as a result, I bought a pole. I got pole dancing lessons. And I, oh my God, Sheila is just incredible. What the women that she has helped, what she has created and her business is global. You know, she has so many um, studios all over America, S-Factor Studios in America. And also she is best known for The Good Doctor. So she's she's also, whilst she's done like this Netflix documentary and she's got the S-Factor, she's also known um, for being The Good Doctor. Um, and she's been in there for a number of years and she also works alongside her husband. And she is, she's an actress. She's an American actress. She's been in movies and TV shows and what an honour it was to get her on she loves herself the podcast we connected through mind valley and um she said yes and i was buzzing because i really look up to her and i just connect with her you know when you just get those people that you're just like she is just a bit of me and i just so connect with her energy what she represents and how she represents herself and the feminine so i have talked and talked and talked to you guys already this morning but Obviously, it's season one. I wanted to explain why I haven't been, um, there's been such a big gap with the podcast. So please go and give it a love, give it a review, give it five stars, show your support, show your love. Let's get it climbing back up the UK podcast charts. And without further ado, you are going to love, love this episode of She Loves Herself, the podcast. It's absolutely epic. Enjoy. She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie. So welcome to the She Loves Herself podcast, Sheila Kelly. Hi. I am buzzing. I'm absolutely so, I have been so excited about this since we connected on Mind Valley. I was like your fangirl coming on, desperate to tell you about how I'd watched Strip Down, Rise Up. And then I became a bit of a like stalker of your work. I think, um, so for those of you who don't know, um, Sheila is just such an incredible powerhouse of uh, a woman who really embodies the feminine, but in a way that has spoken to me like nothing else has ever spoken to me before. I've invested thousands of pounds, um, like thousands and thousands of pounds in trying to get into my feminine because I was so in my masculine and and none of it really, really resonated. And I, I started to think, oh my God, Am I ever gonna? Am I ever gonna connect with my feminine the way I'm supposed to? And then Sheila came along and stripped down, rise up, came along, and you know, six months later, I'm doing the pole dancing, 
you know, breaking toes and covered in bruises, but wow, it's just amazing. And so welcome, Sheila. Hi, hi, hi. I'm so honored. Thank you. Thank you for hunting me down. (laughs) This is a, it's incredibly flattering and always, always extremely exciting for me to find more and more women who are passionate about re-empowering the feminine through the body. Yeah. The revelation that as much as we want to try and think our way into the boxes in which we live, you can't think your way into the feminine. You can't. You can you can understand it cognitively, but you can't do it. Mm. You can't do it through your brain. You have to do it through your body. And mm. so it's good to have another another passionate voice. Yeah. Mm. I used to really look at women that were so in their feminine um and think actually one of two things one was oh you're vulnerable this was before I did this work guys right Um, and the second one was I'm so envious of you Mm. it was like so like a real split like you're vulnerable and you know you really could be in danger being in your feminine but also oh my god I wish I could be more in my feminine and, and relax more in my feminine and hearing what you're saying around we try and think about it and we can cognitively think about it but actually it's the being and it's the doing and I want to just really explore that with you um, because your story I know that lots of people will know about your story but for those who don't know about your story can you tell us were you always someone who had a real blend of the masculine or feminine or was that something that you really started to get more into when you were filming you know for for the film that you were doing which then you started to get the lessons so were you always quite a you know into your feminine uh, side no and, and actually it was quite the contrary you know because we live in a world that values and rewards the masculine qualities of like dominance, accumulation, money, financial reward, results. We're brought up in that, all of us. I don't know anybody that isn't brought up in that, with that value system. And so the quality, that to me is the quantity of life. And so we're told to get more and more and more and more. And, and the quality of life is the feminine, how you live, how you experience, how you breathe, how you walk, how you feel, how you dance. That is not uh, elevated very much in our culture. I mean, you can look at the gymnastics right now. Look at Simone Biles. She's actually making a beautiful stand for her body for the quality of her life instead of being this uh, in this machine that is supposed to go out and win and be perfect and be in line and be obedient and so no I did not always have access to expressing myself as a feminine creature but I always was a feminine creature mm-hmm. trapped inside of this masculine facade because I wanted to be valued. I wanted to succeed. I wanted to make the money and see the results and, and, and have more and do more and be more. So I was the best little mini boy that I could be when I was a little girl. And I was the best mini man I can be. I have cultivated my masculine, uh, qualities better than I, I had, I had, I had, up until about 20 years ago, I had cultivated my masculine much better than I had cultivated my feminine. In fact, 
I had no idea what that meant to cultivate my feminine. I had no idea what the feminine attributes were. And then when I began to understand what they were um, through this film I did called Dancing at the Blue Iguana, where I had to embody my sexuality in, a, in movement, I had no clue how to embody my sexuality through movement. It was all up here in my head. I had this idea because I'd seen, you know, Madonna and I'd seen Pamela Anderson and I'd seen Marilyn Monroe and I'd seen all these sexy people that we consider sexy. So I thought I needed to look or be or feel like them. And I, none of their essences worked in my body. None of their body shapes or their movement or their attitudes worked for me because that wasn't me. Um, so I went on this radical life hunt in preparing for the film Dancing at the Blue Iguana because it was an improvisational film and we had to build our characters from our own being, our own selves. I had to do deep dive and a deep reflection and figure out who am I as an erotic feminine creature. Yeah, and how did that feel when you started that then? I felt really lost, mm -hmm. very confused because I did all the things that I had seen other women do that was sexy and it, but it wasn't sexy on me. It felt awkward. Mm -hmm. I put on the clothes that I saw other women wear and they were sexy, but they didn't look sexy on me. They looked silly. So, for example, one of the first outfits I bought while I was preparing for the role, trying to find out who I was, I bought this little midriff white off the shoulder top with a little pink tiered taffeta skirt that was really short with pink six inch heels with fluffy pink feathers. And I put this and they were like little mules you stepped into. I put this outfit on and I looked like a, you know, a pink lollipop. And I was <laughs> like, oh, my body was so uncomfortable. And I was like, how can I get this off of me? It feels so false mm -hmm. and so fake. Like I'm playing a character of someone else's idea of sexy. Yeah. And I put on some music that I had thought was sexy because everybody, you know, thought it was sexy, pour some sugar on me. And I started moving my body in, I swear to God, it was maybe one of the most mortifying moments of my life. I was just bouncing around hip to hip thinking, okay, I have no idea how to do this. So that was the first day of rehearsal for a four month film. And I spent the next four months just deep, deep diving into exploring my sexuality through clothing, different kinds of sexy clothing, going to stripper stores and, 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 um, sexy clothing stores and, and sh six inch heel shoe stores. And I tried on, I tried on lace up gold sparkly uh, boots that didn't work. I tried on clear Lucite Cinderella sandals that didn't work. I tried on thigh high vinyl black that worked. That made my body feel hot. That made my body feel sexy and safe and badass. I did the same thing with all the clothing. I did the same thing with music. I tried dancing to this and then that song and then this song. And what worked was Led Zeppelin, right? So I had to seek all of these different avenues of self-definition. And I had to listen 
into my body very, very clearly to see what my body felt erotically charged by. And when I found it, it was like, I call it Goldilocksing. And I teach women to Goldilocks their way into their erotic, into their feminine. And, um, it was really life-changing as I piece by piece came together. It was like putting a piece, a puzzle together. And I got clearer and clearer on about myself and who I was as an erotic being on the planet. And she was darker than I had ever imagined. She was fiery and fierce and tempestuous and and just totally turned on every single nerve ending in my body was erotically charged. And I, it wasn't just to be in the bedroom. It was to go out and pick up the mail or go to the Starbucks or go to the grocery store. I was erotically charged and the world responded. Oh my gosh. I'm feeling erotically charged listening to you. Wow. Hot stuff. Um, I'll tell you what, I went on that journey with you there as you talked about the different pieces of clothing. And I think that's the thing where we try something and we're like, oh, it doesn't work. Or, oh, there's something wrong with me. We start to label ourselves as, oh, there's something wrong with me. As you spoke about the different pieces of clothing and shoes that you put on, that even the way you spoke there around how you try it on and you feel it and and you know, when you talk about that dark side, I'm like, I think there's a dark side to me. Yeah. Like for sure, I felt every part of my body go responding. As you said that, I'm like, that's me. Here's the thing, going back, I do believe there's this part of good girls shouldn't do that. And we take that right on from childhood, even yeah. you know, through our ancestors and, and through the bloodline of, you know, that's not how a good girl should behave. They're slutty, they're this, they're that. And actually anything that makes you feel good, how the hell can it be wrong? Girl, that is the, that is the question. And that is the, um, that's the Achilles heel of our culture is that we have stolen, we have stolen this vital, beautiful, life force energy that is erotic energy from both masculine and feminine, but much more from the feminine because we have a conflicted and dysfunctional relationship with sexuality globally. We have a dysfunctional relationship with women, with the feminine. Um, so what I have done over the past 20 years is I have been a bit of a revolutionary, a bit of a provocateur. And I'm not going to live like that anymore. I'm not going to live in your box anymore. I'm not going to live in any box anymore. I'm going to follow the genius that is the Oracle, which is my body, my Oracle, my Yoda, my personal Yoda is my body. My body tells me my truth. My body tells me what it is that feels right on me and that perks me up and that brings me into a place of aliveness. How enlivened are you? Are you enlivened from the very tips of your toes to the top of your nose, to the back of your spine, to every, I mean, we have two of 7 billion nerve endings in our body. How many of those do you turn on every day? How many nerve endings do you turn on and titillate and move and acknowledge every day? 
And that is my passion is just turning the feminine back on and lighting us. And you do it in an, oh, such a way that I'll, I just get so much. It's for me, it's like this light has gone off, you know, for 41 years. Well, you know, I wouldn't remember being a, a, a kid right enough, but at that point, but as I started to understand sexuality and relationships, I did think, oh God, you know, why, why, what's wrong with me? Why am I like this? Why, why can't I do this? And why? But actually, um, I've taken on so many other people's stories and beliefs of how I should be that I've completely dishonored my own truth for so long. I'm sure that you probably haven't had, and maybe even still have no idea what your own erotic truth is. Yeah. Yeah. Because we are feminine beings in a very masculine world Mm -hmm. and the masculine values are valued and elevated. And so we put all of our feminine, all of our erotic, everything that causes any kind of, um, any kind of waves in our culture, we put it aside, we douse it, we shut it down because we want to be accepted. Mm. want to be thought of as beautiful and radiant. And so if that woman over there is seen as beautiful, if Kim Kardashian is beautiful, well, then I need to pump my lips and I need to get surgery around my hips and I need to pump my ass bigger. And I need to, I need to look like her. Mm. And then I'll be, then they'll think I'm beautiful. Oh, or if this person's beautiful, I need to do this with my hair and dye it this color and do it. So we are looking around outside of ourselves for the answer because we want to be, we want to be seen. We want to be loved. We want to be thought of as irresistible and alluring. And all of these people over there are alluring. So I'm going to imitate them. And therefore we lie to ourselves and we betray our own, our own beauty. We betray our own beauty and our own sexuality and we get lost. I know. And it, and it's, and it, it feels like sad sometimes when we see that and, and people who think that they're not enough. And again, it's always using filters and, and things on pictures. And I, I see it so many times then when people are then have fears of meeting real people in real life because they filter their picture so much that they get anxiety about people seeing the real them. I know. And I know. So it's such so a tragedy. It's sad. It's very sad because the most raw you are, the more raw you are, the more unfiltered you are is the more vulnerable you are. And when you touch your vulnerability, when you touch that nakedness of, and I don't mean just physical nakedness, but I mean emotional nakedness, because this journey that I teach S factor is not just physical, it's emotional because emotion moves or doesn't move through the body. But when you reveal yourself in the most raw way, there's nothing sexier. There's nothing more alluring, more irresistible than that. Oh, I absolutely agree. A woman who owns, who knows herself and owns herself with, with just this confidence, the unspoken confidence, really, it's just that energy. You feel it from someone that's like, whoa, they are so sexy. You know, even if it's what, what people deem as naturally sexy looking people, you know, you get someone and, and, and everyone listening to this, you'll have met someone that you're like, there's just something about him or her 
that's just so sexy. I don't even know. I can't put my finger on it. It's that energy. It's it's how they radiate that energy. You know, I call it the S factor. Yes, I, I want to talk to you about the S factor, right? I do. I call it the S factor, and the S, uh, the shape of the letter S is, um, it mimics the shape of the feminine body when she is in absolute flow and ease and moving and undulating without self consciousness, without shutting down, living out loud, and beautiful and bold and vulnerable. You know that. Uh, that's what I call, you know, Hollywood, they call it the it factor. And I call it the S factor because it's when a woman reclaims her feminine for herself. And as she reclaims it for herself, it emanates out into the world and changes molecules. She can, like you said, walk into a room and it changes the molecular structure of the friggin' room. You know, that's, that's the power of it. That's the power of the S factor. Um, there's so much I want to talk to you about. And an S factor, let's just talk about that because um, I have started doing my, le- I actually got a reminder just popped up on my phone. I've got my lesson tonight. Yay! <laughs> like my, foot, my alarm just went off. I'm like turning it off. But I'm like, that's my little alarm to tell me I've got my lesson. Um, so, you can do, and the beauty of this is that you can do it from anywhere in the world. Like I'm in Scotland, the one I I'm doing is in New York. So oh, the S factor, yeah, yeah. S factor in New York, yeah. yeah. So, and that's that's the beauty of online. And so there's been a lot with obviously um, lockdown, but what it's taught us is that we can do tough things, right? We can make stuff happen. We don't need to be in person to learn how to pole dance. I mean, I had my first two lessons before I even had my pole, you know? And I'll tell you what, the first lesson I did, I felt so connected. Right. Oh my God, you know, the leg splits open and I'm like, whoa, for first I was like, I'm fully like feeling like, whoa, what's going on here? I hope no one's going to pass my window right now. <laughs> but I felt, I came out of it and I kept my eyes closed most of the time, just yeah. listening to the music and intuitively moving. Now, I've tried to do lots of work on the feminine and nothing landed like this before. And this is what you're going back to talking about when you try the different clothes on and the boots and the shoes, you know, just because something doesn't fit for you, like find something that does. This was just like a call in for me, like a real call in. Um, And I think a lot of people, and again, particularly people that um, listen to this podcast that, struggle to connect deeply with the feminine and they want to but they just feel like there's some people out there who are doing incredible things by the way but you know it's like you know paint this picture with your period blood and paint paint this picture with your menstrual blood and yeah so it's so far out of where they are right now (laughs) so you know they get so put off the feminine yeah. is they're like, that is just so far removed from where I'm at right now. But what I would say about S factor is most people can move, 
right? Even if you feel awkward, if you close your eyes and tune into the body, get out of the head, we get so heady. If we can drop out of the head and close our eyes and really tune into the body and intuitively move the way our body allows us to move it. And also shifts energy it moves things out in through and out of our body yes yes Yes, it does it's so powerful and i mean i know that you call it um so a lot of people think they're going to have the experience um that 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 you can get an s factor through a normal pole dancing class you're not going to get the same experience no regular pole dancing classes are lovely and wonderful and fun but S factor is a much more intimate, more personal journey, and you don't need a pull. Mm-hmm. You do not need a pull for S factor. You can do it online. You can do it. You can do virtual classes. In fact, I am. You know the documentary "Strip Down, Rise Up" that's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know, I that uh, they followed me for six months. A six month journey. Well, I'm going to do the exact same six month journey virtually starting August 28th. <gasps> You're joking. Oh my gosh. I'm amazing. I'm so excited. I loved loved the the documentary on Netflix. And I remember I got into every person in there and their story and their journey. So much so, I think her name was Megan. Yes, Megan. Her story, her trauma and how she, and you could actually, I work a lot with energy, healing, trauma, and what I really connected to with all of them, their journey, um, but, and the woman whose husband had passed away and, and stuff, but but right. Megan, her, her story of shame and everything that she was carrying and trauma from abuse yeah. that she had. Well, um, I don't know if your listeners know the movie, but Megan was a young gymnast and she was on the Olympic gymnast team or the pre-Olympic team. And she was a victim, uh, was sexually abused by the team doctor, Larry Nasser, who was just sentenced last year to like, I think forever in prison. Um, he also sexually violated, I believe, uh, Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what you're talking about is her facing her body again after having felt her body shut down Mm -hmm. and then feeling um the power and the beauty and all that fiery sensual sexy energy it just became totally released in the movie and it was it was incredible remember that moment she goes ah yes yes so beautiful. Oh, I love it. Oh, gosh. You made me want to go and watch it again, actually, because it's one of those things where you can physically, like, you can see and, like, actually the trauma leave her body. You can see it. Right? You can see it. Like, and I'm not saying you see a colour going, but you actually see it, her working it through her body and how she was and then how she is after. Oh. Oh. and embodiment and, and at the beginning she was so oh the fear that it paralyzes and debilitates us sometimes from really coming into the body but we store so much trauma everything, everything in our body particularly around you know the sacral space the womb space I mean that's that's creation they're right there we create from there we were created from there everything's created from there and we we can we don't realize so many of us don't realize that we are 
we are stunting our growth by not embodying and those parts of ourselves and allowing pleasure and totally and all of that stuff through there i mean nobody nobody first of all models because that's how we learn as children that's how we learn as infants we model behavior we model our mother's bodies we model our friends bodies we model celebrities and so there's nobody modeling this for anybody. There's no one modeling female, truly embodied female embodiment. Nobody accepted S factor. It's the only place I have found it. I mean, I, I loved my belly dance class, but it was pretty rigorous. And I loved my hula class and places where I get to move my hips, but there was nowhere that I was ever able to find in my journey that let me and taught me and showed me freedom, pure, yeah. utter, freedom and full expression of my emotional and erotic body until I went into a strip club. Mm. And then oh I, fell, I fell madly in love with the strippers. I became very good friends with many of them. They became my mentors. And I took some of that movement. I took some Kundalini yoga. I took some ballet and I took some Pilates energy and I mushed it all together and braided it together to create S factor, which is truly finding the fullest expression your body is capable of. It's so healing as well. And that's the difference, as you said, between a regular pole dance class, which is fab, but S factor, it is a journey journey it's a journey and it's a healing journey and it's connection and it's community but I know that we get community from other things I get that but but um it's real community where it's safety and it's connection to the self and to other people who are on the journey too so you're you're healthier it's like you feel, well, when I do it, I remember thinking, what am I going to be like doing this? And I got straight into it. And, and the instructor, she was like, Jill, like you were just going for that. I'm like, I had my eyes closed. I was like loving life. I'm like, this is so cool. But do you know, um, that's the difference between, and I, I would love to do it in person. I'm thinking, how can I get myself over to America when COVID's done and actually do it? Because for me, it's, it's not just learning to pole dance to be fit. That's not what it is for me. I, I can, you know, do other things for that. This is about coming. And as cheesy as this might sound to some people, this is how I feel. It's it's finally coming home to myself and who yeah. I really am to my core. Yeah. I'm it's still on the journey though. I mean, gosh, you know, I'm still on the journey, but hell. Well, you know what? We don't know when. I mean, I think uh, unfortunately COVID definitely, um, we had to close all of our studios. I think there's one studio still open in San Francisco, but what has happened is this has given us the opportunity to empower more women to teach yeah. and to start their own classes. And, and hopefully when COVID is over, knock on wood, um, those teachers will be offering in-person privates, in-person classes. And, and I will go back to, I, um, other than teaching virtually, which is what I've been doing uh, through COVID, is I am going to go back to doing events probably 2022 and I'll do a beautiful event sometime in 2022 bringing any woman who's interested in doing live movement and community and uh, bringing everybody together again and um, but in the meantime 
uh, the six months journey I'm super excited about. So you should take Tell that. us more about that because well, this sounds like amazing. Well, it's going to be exactly what you see in the film, but even better because I learned a lot from having done the six months I did with the journey. Um, but I take you through the same journey I went through, meaning who am I as an erotic creature? Who am I as a feminine being? Who is this body? How does she move? How does she express? What do I do with my body to feel completely, fully um, engaged in my eroticism, in my pleasure? And um, it's going to be, uh, you're going to explore what footwear, what shoes turn me on, what clothing turns me on, what bras, what panties, what music, what movement um, really enlivens my body, wakes my body up and identifying who I am through this journey. You really get a sense of who I am as an erotic creature. Mm-hmm. And when, um, after teaching for 20 years, I had, um, this, I would notice that women would find a side of themselves that they never knew they had very similar to what I did where they thought they were one thing in their feminine body. And they actually found themselves to be something else. And what I found in teaching is that there are 10 different iconic erotic energies that go through your body. And you're going to find that you are one or the other of those. So for example, you could be a lustful lover, which I am not, or you could be a shy, reluctant enigma, which I am, or you could be a deep soulful siren, who's a a, a sexual energy that's very grounded and very deep and very emotional, or you could be a joyful playmate, which is an erotic body that likes to just kind of play and have fun and, and rock out. You have this exploration of all these different erotic energies in your body. And to it's again, it's Goldilocksing to find out which one of these energies is truly me. And then when you know who you are as an erotic, emotional energy, then you know how to love and who to love and how to call love and the right love, not the wrong love. And I cannot tell you how many times I have seen women take this journey, identify themselves, live fully in themselves with no shame, and then find the right love. The right love just comes to them. Yeah. The right man just yeah. finds them. Yeah. yeah. It is so beautiful. Oh, isn't it just when we let go of things that we're holding on to and energies that we're holding on to that aren't even ours? and we're able to let it go through the body as well, through movement, we create that expansion and space um, for expansion and and we call it in. Suddenly it's coming in and it's like with ease and flow, which is what it's supposed to be like. It's not supposed to be like hustle, hustle, hard, hard, hard. That's the masculine Um, way. That's the old way. That's the old way. And I think there's still real fear of women stepping into that and and being vulnerable. But what you're saying is like singing to me right now. And I want to know how can people get involved in this then, Sheila? Because I know that there's going to be people listening to this because this is going to go out in a couple of weeks. So great. Oh, good. That's perfect timing. We're going to time. So yeah, the first class is August 28th. Oh my goodness. It's on Saturdays. And it's 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, 11 a.m. And we'll be recording them. So if you can't make the time, you can always watch the class, take the class. And it is a journey. uh, Each class builds on the next. 
and is there's, there's self-reflection and there's lots and lots of movement and, and sensuality. And you're going to move through the five feminine geniuses. You're going to deepen into the five layers of a soulfully sexy life. Um, you're, and you're going to explore each and every one of the 10 erotic creatures that live in your body. And so it's a really full, robust journey. I mean, you're going to be so turned on and so lit up and so confident and radiant when we're done that you're just going to feel like you could take on the whole world. Oh, who doesn't want that, ladies? I do. I do. Amen. 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 (laughs) Yeah, go to sfactor.com today. And yeah, I'm gonna pop your I'm gonna pop your links in. So sfactor.com. Yep. Um, I'll get all your links and I'll put them in the show notes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um come follow me on um Sheila Kelly S on Instagram. I spend a lot of time personally in that uh Instagram. Yeah, uh, that's, that's my that. and you're so good in engaging with with people as well. well. I love it. I just love hearing from other women. I love hearing from people. I love hearing um your journey. I like to I like hearing that my journey is inspiring your journey and your journey is changing lives. That's it, right? Because and here's the thing, it's not even just the one person that works with you. And I say this to my clients, you know, I've got courses and people do them very, you know, different but similar in terms of it's online so it's accessible to people it's not that one person just that one it's the ripple effect it's what I learned from someone like you Sheila then allows me to be the best partner the best wife um the best coach to my clients and then it impacts their it's millions and millions and millions of people right that we want to impact in this world yes billions it's the women that you are serving and it's the people then that go on to teach that they want to serve that ripple effect and we just start we have the fullest teacher training that we've ever had we're we're just coming to the end of the of our 2021 teacher training we have more women in there than we've ever had we're um, doing teacher training once a year we're doing woman ignited which is a digital course once a year and we're doing the six-month journey once a year and it is just so this is the next thing that's coming up and it's the last thing we'll be doing this year is the six-month journey so it goes from um, august 28th i think till february mid-february wow oh good that's that's my 42nd birthday in february have it in style, Sheila. Um, yes. And I want to ask you like the benefits. So you've spoken about like how you felt um, by really embodying your feminine over the past yes. 20 years. Uh, can you talk to us about how it's changed your life in terms of, you know, relationships, um, work, business, like what's actually happened since you started to do that? Well, it's such a... <sighs> That's not a little question. I mean, it changed my life from 180 degrees, not just a, not just five degrees or 10 degrees. It literally went all the way in the other direction and that was the right direction. So it, I've been with my man for 31 years, going on 32. And I founded S Factor 22 years ago. So we were on the way out of our marriage. We were on the way out of our love affair. 
when I stumbled into this beautiful, beautiful reclamation. And I don't say that lightly because I love him so profoundly, but we were finding it impossible to live together and tempestuous and difficult because I didn't understand who I was. I was trying to play in the masculine playing field. I was trying to play in his playing field. I don't, I love my masculine energy, but I do not identify as a person with a masculine essence. I am a person with a more feminine essence. And so when I was all of a sudden, I found this playing field that was purely the feminine and I began to understand the science. I mean, I'm a voracious reader and I'm a voracious learner and I've studied somatics my whole life. I've studied dance and movement my whole life. So this was a, the piece to similar as what you were saying. This is the piece where the light bulb went off when I founded S 22 years ago. It was like, oh my God, this is what's missing. This is the piece of the puzzle, the biggest piece of the puzzle. And I put it right in the middle of the puzzle and everything came into place, which was, this is refinding, reclaiming myself as a woman, period, reclaiming myself as a whole, complete, emotional, fiery, sexual, sexy, sensual woman. Mm. And that changed our dynamic completely. Because what I was doing in trying to play in the masculine field and be the best mini, mini man I could be is I was dousing our electrical charge. I was trying to be the same as him. But when I found this other energy that is more true to me, then I became very different from him and the electrical energy, the polar energy became really, really powerful and it stayed that way. And it's, it's something I honor. And I spend a lot of time and energy focused on number one is my growth, my fulfillment. Number two is our connection and our love. Number three is our children. Number four is our friends and family. And so it cascades down like this and fulfills both of us, all of us, and this beautiful vortex of energy. Mm, wow. Because I see your pictures on Instagram with your husband and your guys like are so loved up, like so in love and the, the, the way you gaze at each other. And it's just such a beautiful, beautiful connection. Like I, I think there's so many people that are so disconnected from their partners and they think, God, how do we get that back? Yeah, and you can. And you can. That's the thing, you can. I'm looking over there because he's over there right now. He's just uh, walked into the room. Hi, baby. So cool. Okay, well, he doesn't want to be on camera, so. Um, yeah, I'm so, I don't like, cover your ears. I'm so mad. It's crazy. And part of that dynamic is, is, is the way that we keep our lives completely separate and we keep ourselves, um, mysterious and we keep ourselves, um, whole, whole with, without the other, I don't need him to be whole. He doesn't need me to be whole so that when we come together, it's this yummy, juicy, rich, beautiful energy, but it wasn't always like that. We had 10 difficult, really difficult years. 
Um, and I want to share that with people and say, I think there is hope. Absolutely is hope. I've, I've done it. I've turned our relationship around from like, eh, to like, oh my God, this is amazing. I can't believe we're still this in love. Wow. So it is, and, and it all goes back to reclaiming my S factor, reclaiming my feminine factor, reclaiming myself as a woman completely in a world that, in a world that wants to claim the feminine for itself. Mm-hmm. And, and again, asking for what you want and honoring your needs and desires first. I love that you said that because again, we come from a set of programs where it's, it's, um, kids first, friends and family, husband, then you, you're last, you know, you're bottom of the pile, but actually what you did is you flipped it round. You flipped that right round. And that be, because the way you just, what you just described, that dynamic is a recipe for disaster. Yes. It's, it's a recipe for failure and depletion and misery. I've seen it. I teach it. I help women get out of it and flip it. And the minute you can flip that dynamic, exactly what you just said, other than the kids go before the friends and family, um, it, everything falls into place. Again, back to your point, the feminine is about ease, grace, and flow. It doesn't have to be this hard. I don't have to work this hard. I can be totally at one with my body. And my body is the genius. My brain isn't the genius. My body is the genius. Yes, I have a brilliant brain, but it's my body that I follow because my body knows how to navigate this planet better than my brain does. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Get back into the primal body. And stuck in the human experience, right? You know, our soul chooses us. Um, And of course, there's lessons to learn. um, But our soul, we get so caught up in the human experience. Yeah, we do. We get in this. it's, 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 It's so sad because we lose scent, smell, taste, touch. We, we lose sound. We, we lose this deep sensual experience that is life that leads you towards um, fulfillment and nourishment and away from poison yeah. and toxicity. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about it. Think about the primal animal body. You know, I, I have a beautiful dog I love, but if I put something toxic, a piece of toxic food, rotted food near her, she will smell it and then turn away because she's so touched with her body. And what do we do? We go, oh, there's a berry. It looks like it has, uh, you know, some kind of toxic bacteria on it. I'm going to eat it anyway. And then we get sick. Uh-huh. You know, we do not follow our body Oh my gosh. And you know, you've just made me think about animals as well, how they um, shake off trauma. So a dog, how, you know, if it's maybe had an experience that it doesn't like, it it shakes, it has a shake and it shakes off the shit, right? We store it. We are like, suppress the emotion, suppress the emotion. Don't speak your truth. Don't see how you really feel. And we like stop, we stop everything and we keep it in our body. And that's the beauty of embodiment and movement as we can somatically move it to like through our body and out of the physical body it's so incredible so incredible I'm so like 
in awe of what you do and, and how you've spoken about your relationship for the 10 difficult years and how you've turned that round. And you guys are like, yeah. hashtag couple goals. <laughs> oh, check you out. Like, I'm so blessed. I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed. And I'm, yeah. And we focus on it. We really work on it. And uh, we work on just making sure that that priority, that pyramid of priorities is absolutely what we, it's our Bible. Yeah, because we're giving from a place of depletion. When you're the last one to receive, mm-hmm. when you feed everybody else and there's not anything left for you, you can't be anything but depleted. And when you're depleted, you know what happens to your body? It becomes rigid and hollow and incapable of movement. Yeah. Wow. And resentful yeah. as well. Pardon me? A lot of resentment as well. Well, that builds up. I'm just even going, I'm going to stay basically body. Everything I do, Jill, I bring it down to the basicness of the body mm-hmm. because the resentment comes here afterwards, mm-hmm. right? After the body starts to, 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 to become rigid and tired and broken, then the mind goes, oh, I'm bitter. This is yeah. bitter. And then we start thinking, we start to create the story. And so if you put the body first and you have a luscious, lush, lifed body you can and then you can allow your mind to find and fill out this lushness and be a lush verdant beautiful mind oh my goodness and so I know we've been talking I could talk to you for (laughs) hours you are just incredible Um, for anyone listening to this that really wants to they've never done anything before um they want they're they're tuning into this they're thinking oh my gosh such truth here I need to do something I need to honor my my own needs my own feminine how would you suggest they get started Sheila begin to saturate yourself steep yourself in a different way of thinking in a different way of being and uh so go read my blog it's sheilakelly.com go to sfactor.com and read just read about what it is to be embodied as a feminine creature uh, allow the blog and and sfactor.com to give you permission to change even if it's incremental small changes little things little ways you move. Maybe it's just twisting your spine or, or, or stretching through your shoulder or feeling the tickle of your hair on your neck. Any these little things, they seem little, but they're not. They're so massive because they begin to mm, ripple through your body and then they ripple out into the world. Just those little moments. So um, that's what I would, I would, I would encourage you. And if you can come and take the six month journey with me, it's life changing. Oh, amen. And I'm going to share all your links because I am oh, so many people that are going to be in. And if you haven't watched Strip mm-hmm. Down Rise Up on Netflix, oh my gosh, please go and watch it. You know, it's just, it's such an eye opener. And the journey of, and I know anyone listening to this will get so much from even just watching that. It will open your, it will open your mind um, and it will take you to just 
understanding other women mm-hmm. who are, mm-hmm. like we are so connected we are we so are so bloody connected um and we we have such similar feelings and and thoughts about things but we hold so much shame about saying it but mm-hmm. actually being in a community like this it allows you to be unapologetically you yeah oh, I love absolutely agree with you and the film you know the feminine we are connected and we we are coming we are recovering we're in recovery um, as a culture, the feminine culture is in recovery and we're bound to have two steps forward, two steps back, or, you know, I know you have fear. I know, and I don't mean you, Jill, I mean, your listeners, I mean, everybody, me, all of us, the feminine has a lot of unprocessed fear because we have been told we're wrong and we're bad our whole lives. We've been told that our bodies are not good. They're wrong. We shouldn't be this way. You shouldn't move that way. You shouldn't wear that. You shouldn't say that. And so we've been made wrong and we need to make ourselves right. And so my, my advice is to move through the fear in any way. And I say it in the movie and I'll say it here. Now you're going to want to quit and run away from this journey of reclamation, whether it's with S factor or whatever, it's because it's an epic heroic journey. Mm-hmm. And if you gotta be the hero of your own life because no one else will. So reclaiming your body, reclaiming your feminine, reclaiming yourself as a woman is one of the most powerful things you can do. And yes, I know it's scary, but do it anyway. Boom. Boom. Love it. Boom. Mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely what an absolute honor it has been speaking to you i want to say thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you sheila Um, i'm going to share all your links and i know that there's going to be so many people that want to connect and reach out so thank you and i hope and i know i say i hope i know that everyone will have loved this as much as i did thank you so much you're so welcome and i'll see you in august Yes, I'll see you in August for sure. All right. Bye, sweetie. Bye.